Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Pitt with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. Yes. We've got Stephanie Quell coming on. This is kind of her second time coming on. Yes. Um, we had her a while back with just audio, so we're excited that we can actually interact with her. <laughs> Video-wise, yes, now. it's just so much better that way. It um, is. We love it. We still do audios when the guest only wants to do audios, right. but you know, we would prefer video now. We've done so many we of did. them, <laughs> yes. but we're excited to talk a little bit about our story and and our music and just see where this goes. So, yes. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's definitely oh, our our pleasure. Thanks for that. coming back on our show. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I'm not. I don't remember if when you came on before, if COVID happened, if it was before COVID. I can't remember, but I always start with that. It all feels like a blur, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I always like to start with that since COVID started. So, how has COVID affected you, and what have you done to kind of maneuver through that? Absolutely. Maneuver is a great word. Great, great word. Uh, you know, we came off the road. It was, I believe, like about March 11th or 12th. We had to cancel over 40 mm -hmm. flights in one day, you guys. Wow. It was oh, wow. just make our way through that. And I think to your point, we were very proactive and we tried to make as many moves forward as we could, you know, with our song yeah. radio and so many tour dates that got postponed or rescheduled or canceled for that matter. So we really just went into what can we do and the mode of, you know, that's I grew up that way with that cowboy can do attitude and just keep on keeping yeah. on. And uh, so we I went to the farm in North Carolina. Our farm is just north of Greensboro, Summerfield Farms. And, you know, mm -hmm kind of huddled up with my husband and figured out, okay, what's, what's the immediate needs, right? What does it all look like? And uh, with my team in Nashville, okay, everyone's now working from home. And how do we all collaborate and learning this virtual world from StreamYard <laughs> to Zoom and all the ways that we've yeah. been able to still function. Uh, yeah. I a big portion of it was, you know, being able to be with my husband like in the same place for more than two weeks. <laughs> First for us, even when we started dating seven years ago, we, you know, we were commuters to see each other. So it was a really, wow. a special time in a challenging time to, you know, choose to lean into the things that we could control and, uh, you know, and, and make the most of. I love that. <laughs> now anybody watching live or the replay, um, we'd appreciate if you hit the share, share, share button. That would be awesome. Oh, yes. Um, you, you know, for us, it was the same way. Yeah. Um, when we launched the show January 3rd of 2020, you know, the original plan was 100 interviews. We thought if we did that, we'd have a solid show for the first year. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And I told Sandy, you know, this is our year to shine. You know, all of these artists and actors and everybody in the entertainment industry is going to need a place to talk to rant to whatever and we're going to give them that platform and because of that last year we did over 300 interviews yeah. 
So it's been crazy. It is. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, you know, we, we kind of looked at this world like, okay, what can we do? What can we try to do that we haven't done before? And recording was a big portion of that, you know, as, as an artist recording in Nashville, you know, you get the band together, you're in the studio, you're all in the same room, you're collaborating, you're coming up with little moments in the songs. You're like, oh yeah, do that again. And in, in our case, we were like, okay, how do we do this from all these different areas? right uh, of north carolina tennessee california you name it and we came together virtually to try that and that's how we recorded by heart and to be able to you know bring a song to life in such a unique way and know that we can is really you know uh we're we're, we're thrilled that it all worked <laughs> so tell us about that song yes Oh man, you guys, when I first heard this song, it's written by Anna Voss, Cassidy Lynn and Ian Christian. And the, the message of the song had me from like the first like few moments of hearing it. And I just, I wanted it to become my own voice. So I immediately picked up my guitar and just started playing through it and fell in love with it. And uh, you know, it's, it's strange as a songwriter to hear a song that you didn't write that feels like your words. And oh, yeah. uh, one of the lines that really caught me was, I wanna know the number on your jersey that you wore when you were 17. And that's just such imagery, right? And it in, is. in my case, you know, there's so many things I'm still learning about my husband and, you know, all the different sports he played and jerseys. And I was like, you know, I like called out one of his numbers. And he's like, no, that was my number from this. I'm like, well, how many numbers did you have? Uh, so it's, it's a really special song. And I think it speaks to, you know, the conversation and curiosity and and the the wonderfulness that comes with love, you know, because mm -hmm. you never want to know everything. You always want to still have something else that you're curious about. You know, you guys obviously know each other very, very well. Of course, <laughs> you, know, what, what, you know, like those little things like you might start going, well, wait, what about this? And what about that? And I, I love that, you know, and being able oh, to yeah curious and so it really does speak to like those very beginning relationships you know when you're like oh how do they take their coffee and what do they listen to on their drive home and uh all those things and then you know as you get into relationships and those long-term relationships you're like man there's still things that i want to know about you that i still don't know about you what's yeah. funny is there are still times where if i'm on the phone with an old friend mm -hmm. and we're telling war stories so to speak um she'll hear over here um a story is i didn't know that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know because again back I thought I knew all the stories, yeah, <laughs> even after 18 discover. years but mm -hmm. you know yeah. and of course they're bad stories because it was back in my addiction days but yeah. you know but it's still stories that still made me who i am today mm -hmm. because we're learning stories right because mm -hmm. it brought you to where you are i think that's you know it's i think it's a beautiful thing to be able to share the lessons that got us to where we are most definitely because because sometimes you know that's just like there are times where we ran into an old friend which he lives in orlando now mm -hmm. and we're in savannah so um we don't run into him now but when we used to run into him he would tell oh you remember this and he would try to find the stories that he, he probably would. figured yeah. she didn't know <laughs> and, exactly. and, then, and, then, and then of course i'm like yeah i remember that clearly yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Hashtag by heart. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is something quirky about you? Oh, what's not? Um, 
I, I am a, uh, well, what's core? I mean, I'm pretty, I got, I got things. I mean, I can't remember if I shared with you guys my love of nunchucks the last time we talked, but, uh, I would say that I, I love information. So I have a very hard time holding back what I learn. Like if I I learn, I have to immediately share and I want everyone to know this skill (laughs) and like to enjoy all like the, the information I, I am a, I just love to Yeah, I just like like mm-hmm. love it. So, you know, like the latest quirky thing probably would be uh, I'm taking uh, some courses uh, by Jim Quick all about the brain and oh, wow. uh, they're all virtual. And uh, so today I was learning about the impact of juggling and how it really, oh. you know, expands your, you know, the connections on your left and right side of your brain. And I just love that, you know, cause I think oh, in awesome. new business, right. We're constantly learning to juggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I've, I, I've used the juggle emoji quite a bit, the little juggler, uh, but yeah. I don't know how to juggle. So he gives some tips on how to juggle. So I'm, I, I want to, I have yet to fully try all the things, but I'm, I'm excited to, I'm attempting to juggle. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people when they ask, they they ask, um, "When did you know you wanted to do music?" Mm. But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that you could actually make a career of this? It's a great question. Uh, so first, you know, music had always been a part of my life. Uh, my mom sings. I actually over the holidays, got to see her for a brief moment and she was singing in the kitchen and she doesn't know that I have this on video because I videoed her. Uh, Cause oh, it was just like that one of the little mom moments where you're like, oh, mom's singing and I don't want her to stop, so I'm a filmer. So sorry, mom, uh, I did that. <laughs> so, all, I mean, music was such a part of our life. You know, if it was holidays around the piano, singing Christmas carols or, you know, on the farm, I didn't know it was possible as a career until I was 15 years old in Freiburg, Switzerland. And there was a band that I, I'd done an exchange program. That's how I was able to go over there. And uh, before school started, my junior year of high school there, I was with my host brother at this little cafe. And I, I'm, an, I'm a professional eavesdropper. I am a songwriter. And uh, <laughs> there was a band sharing that they, uh, their lead singer had you know, left the band and that they were looking for someone. So I, you know, very, you know, I'm very... Loud. So I'm like, hey, me, hi, who had? I say, <laughs> uh, so they let me audition. And that was the first time I was, you know, I got hired to front this band. And that was really the first time that I felt the stage like that. And when I got on stage, you guys, with this little band in Switzerland called Scotch and Soda, I <laughs> had to. And it became a must. And then it was how, you know, I, it was, it was believing it first and then kind of like, okay, how do now, how do I do this? And it wasn't, I would say, when did it like all click? Um, I think there've been different moments, but I would say for me, when I felt something change inside of me as an artist and entertainer, Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I've been full-time music since 2010, uh, yeah. was when I stepped into the Opry circle. Uh, when I got to uh, debut the Opry, I think. What was that moment like? Just <clears throat> extraordinary. 
And can, can you remember that? I mean, because I know some artists, they say that moment is just like a blur. Other times, they, other people can describe everything. Vividly. Can, can you still see that that moment? You walked out to that circle. Yeah. Yes. I had the opportunity before we went on stage to perform to actually go and like see the circle and take mm -hmm. in, you know, the, the empty room, but yeah. if you've ever been in the Opry and it's been empty, it's still full because there's so much history. There's so oh, many yeah. artists, so many musicians, so much history in that room that it's never empty. And mm -hmm. So I just kind of got to break down first <laughs> before <laughs> actually taking to the stage. It was overwhelming and it was so emotional because I've been dreaming about that since I was a little kid. And, and I, I didn't understand the magnitude of that. That's obviously been as an adult, you know, really learning the history and, and just uh, the, the extraordinary family that is the Opry. And uh, I, uh, yes, I remember walking out on that stage and just, like, I feel like my face couldn't stop smiling. Like it probably is right now. Like I feel my, I'm like, Stephanie, like, oh, calm down. I can't, uh, <laughs> special. And I have so much of my family that came in from Montana, but there was like a little Montana section. And I remember like calling yeah. and just getting to hear that and knowing that there's just this global love of country music and that the Grand Old Opry has been such a platform for that music to be heard. It's a, uh, it's just, it, it changed. I felt like, okay, you've earned, you've earned this moment. Now it's about creating great music to continue that and respect that and honor that and, you know, be better. And, and you know, I can tell you light up when you talk about that moment, I guess when you hit the struggles of life and music, I imagine you can just take go back that moment and it'll help you say, okay, this is worth it. Uh, I don't, yes. And one thing I would say to the audience is that you have to, when the struggles happen, when the challenges happen, when the difficulties happen, there's so much opportunity in those. Like mm -hmm. failure is a great, like failure is great. And I think that when we change our mindset to really lean into that and He's like, okay, what can I learn and how can I learn it fast? Like yeah. learn the lesson, move forward and move on. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I share with, you know, especially young people that are coming up in this business or even just in relationships. You know, if something's telling you to leave, why are you staying? If something doesn't feel right, why are you trying to outwit your wits? You know, our gut, our heart, our mind, are they're so connected and they know before we do of yeah. like something yeah. doesn't feel right here, you know, uh, to really, you know, trust yourself. And there were, there were a lot of times early on in my career that I took people's thoughts and sentiments and opinions before my own gut wow. feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's part of learning and that's part of the growth cycle, right? You can't, you can't get there faster than you get there. And yeah. uh, really trusting yourself is the greatest tool we have. Most definitely. Mm, yeah. And, you know, you talked about the struggle side. Let's talk about the sacrifice side. And, you know, and you probably will remember this story because I tell this story in every episode. Yes. But, um, 
back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full-time in music. And I'll never forget when I asked Allison what advice she'd given up becoming artists. And she said, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. And when you're in that grind mode, especially at the beginning, yeah. you know, they don't understand. You can't say no to gigs. And once you have a gig, there's 40, 50, 60 people on the line there. You can't now cancel because you don't want to be that type of artist either. Um, then your family has to sacrifice, especially being that you're you're married and all that. You know, he has to give you up to the world, so to speak. Um, right. Everybody around you has to sacrifice. But Allison then went on to say, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. It's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. Let's talk about that side. That's with anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like with any mm-hmm. any career choice. Especially at the I, high levels. You okay. know, I think that when you're when you look at the arts as a whole and, and the creative process, you know, sometimes it's hard to put in a financial box that this is a job. We get to say we play music, you know. Yeah. We don't say there's certain terminology that I think, you know, over the course of time, I feel like people are starting to respect it more, uh, the music, but also it's it's at everyone's disposal, right? It's it's available. You don't have to wait for music really that much anymore because it's right there and and, and there, it's just so much faster pace now. Uh, yes, I agree with that. And yes, we're in a much different time now. You know, when I think back to certain sacrifices that I made in my, you know, early landscape, a lot of young artists aren't having to make that now because there's different yeah. access points you know, and uh, you really um, are only beholden to yourself to be great. And if you have a great product and great music to put out there, it's limitless. And that's because technology and music and um, availability have just opened up in such a tremendous way. I mean, the fact that right now we're able to be on this interview, we're live, people are watching from wherever. And And we're video. Yeah, I hear the music, see the music, feel it, and get to know me if they don't already. And if they do, then maybe there's something here that they're like, oh, I didn't know that, you know? And uh, so I think that's, you know, a a beautiful part about it. I think I knew early on that it was going to be a marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I can remember back to like my early 20s when I was like, you know, I don't want this to come too quick so that I don't respect it and that it, it becomes. And sometimes it follows just as fast as it comes. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, Nashville kind of has this, you know, the whole 10 year town thing. And I think it's more about like the, the right timing is the right timing. And you just have to keep going, you know, like no one can make you quit doing something. And I would say to you like that, what you just mentioned about, you know, if you see yourself doing something else, well, you know, if you can quit this, then it's probably not the right fit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I even asked myself that this last year, because of course, you know, everything changed. You know, I was on the road five days a week and then zero days a week on the road and uh, doing so many virtual performances and things like that. But it's a different it's a different 
experience. And one of the questions I kept asking myself was I have to make sure that my music and my purpose is still, it it has to matter. It has to be more than just being famous and accolades and number ones. To me, it's always been about like, am I changing hearts and minds for good to pay it forward? And, you know, talking about that, I, you know, I always told people that, you know, 2020 was going to be the year of gut check for yeah. the people in the entertainment industry. I've seen a lot of people through my Facebook feeds that are leaving Nashville, which tells you that although they wanted it, they realize, you know what, with the new changes and because nobody knows what this year and next year is going to be. Nobody right. knows if concerts are really coming back after the back. Nobody knows. It's, it's yeah. an, we're in uncharted territory. Yeah. And that's when now artists have got to come to the grip, like you just said. Is this still my passion and purpose? Yeah. Because you have, you know, in this time is, is when you make those decisions. Because if you can go and and back away from it, then it probably wasn't. Well, and this business has never been for the faint of heart, right? (laughs) You know, if I had listened to what people thought I should or shouldn't do, or when people told me to quit when I was 22 because I was too old, uh, you know, that would just like, what a, you know, people say the darndest things. Uh, (laughs) You just, you have to do you, you know, you have to live by your you know, conviction and, you know, whatever that means. And if music's not someone's thing, that doesn't mean that they're not going to go do great things, you know, it's just, exactly. it's just, just might not be in music or it could be in music, but not as the singer. Yeah. yeah. It could yeah. be the songwriter. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like you said, gut checks are great, you know, and again, like this year, this last year was unprecedented and so many things were out of everyone's control. And that's why people didn't like it because for some reason we actually think that we're in control, which is also hilarious because we're not like we control what happens inside of this and everything else. We don't really know, right? Like we don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to be right around the corner. So I think that, you know, people really were strengthened through mm-hmm. that conviction of self and self-awareness and, you know, how, how to really check that gut and what really matters, what's really important and what really drives you to be awesome. And, and, that's important. and you know, we've, um, we've had to do a couple gut checks through 2020 with the show. Yeah. Again, you know, at this point, the show's, we doesn't make money at this point. So we're putting in a lot of work for that. So we understand where artists are coming from, but we're seeing the growth of the show and the the artists. And, and now we're more than just music. We actually bring on actors and people. We're a full entertainment show now. In fact, what's funny is you just never know who you're going to have on. We had a um, two o'clock. We did an interview right before you with a guy who's a producer, actor and all that. And he was telling us a story of back years ago that when he was younger, he he was dating Jodie Foster. 
we're like, oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, so, so we're sitting yeah. here like um, as we hear stories and people and people bigger and bigger keep coming on the show. We're like, well, at least we're seeing growth. If we weren't seeing growth in anything, it would be really tough to keep. I love doing this. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. We it believe is. in this. We do. But you want to see something, too. Yeah. So did you guys get a sneak peek of the song? Because a lot of people that are watching haven't got to hear the song and they won't get to hear it till tomorrow. You know, it may have been in the email and I may have missed it. No, no, that's, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to get too far into the song because there's, I I realized we're live. So a lot of everyone watching isn't going to hear it until tomorrow. So I was just curious if you had, but when you do get the chance to hear it, I can't wait to uh, hear what you think. Well, let you know. It Absolutely. was probably there because I, I, we, to we get so many emails. It's like yeah. trying to skim through. Okay, this is put, put all this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I'd have listened to it now uh, because yeah. it, probably, it, it, it was probably there. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm definitely excited to um, hear it because, yes. especially hearing the story behind it, yeah. and it kind of sounds like um, how marriages begin. Mm-hmm. I love you know. And even now, I mean, again, like I said, we still learn everything. Too. We do. And we're so excited to learn. And I don't think, you know, me, myself, when I think about the past, I don't think there's anything that she doesn't know. But there are some times when things come up and like, yeah. oh, I didn't remember there's that. Something. <laughs> yep. That's so pretty easy of it, though, right? I mean, you think it's like friends and family. Like, I'm like, okay, dad, let me ask you a question. And uh, uh, yes. <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people they see the glory behind the artists and all that, and but they don't see the teams that help them be who they are. And I think the teams don't get enough love, in my they opinion. Don't. So if you want to take a few moments and just talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my goodness! Okay, so our core team for the company is uh, so we've got Carly, we've got Ella, we've got Christine and Amy. EJ and I mean I'm just gonna name them all. We got Jay, we got Carol Ann, we've got Brian, we've got Marcel. I mean, there's like a lot of people. Alex Klein, who produced the new music, who produced by heart. Then you've got the musicians and the songwriters, and how many people one song takes. Mm-hmm. I think if you like wow to like come back forget me yeah like yes there's a lot it takes a lot to do this <laughs> <laughs> no all joking aside it's a business and there's a tremendous amount of work and strategy and planning and uh you know our our social media digital marketing team thinkswell which is a team of people uh you know there's it's it all comes together and, and then you have all those, you know, layers of other people that support from the outside as well from, you know, digital streaming platforms and radio and CMT and music choice. And I mean, it's really incredible the amount of effort and uh, that has to come together for all this to find its kind of lockstep, you know, and mm-hmm. That is one thing that this last year has provided us is to really like hone in on our internal values and what matters and what about the music matters and why the matter, why the music matters and how to just keep cultivating a culture and community, the flock of quail, 
Big shout out to the flock. Uh, who text me because I'm on a little, got my own little cell phone number. Um, <laughs> now, now I'm going to call out my number because I don't want to screw this up, and it very well could happen if I say it wrong. So, I, I just don't want to do that. Six one five two zero five three three nine two. So if you guys want to shoot me a text. Uh, so I, it's incredible just the way that we can all, you know, be together. And it's a very symbiotic relationship, right? You know? Absolutely. And you know, so, and you know somebody said they love your song, Win a Bagel. Oh. What's about that song? I love my sweet Kelsey. Big shout out to her. She's <laughs> awesome. And uh, I just adore her. So Kelsey, thank you for your messages. And uh, she's she's just an awesome, awesome woman. Uh, Winnebago is a cool song. Man, I put it out a few years back, and uh, you know we got to do some really cool stuff with the brand Winnebago, and we did a whole tour across the country, and it was just awesome. I really love integrating my songs with uh, experiences. You know, by heart, my new song uh, that's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. I learned that in my helmet riding my Harley Davidson. And yeah, I just would get on my bike and I would ride for just, you know, yeah. as long as I could, just singing it over and over again and uh, just a cappella in my helmet. People are probably like, what is she doing in there? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love that. And we've been able to do a lot of really cool experiences with our music. And, you know, I think that's what makes it, you know, extra special is how you integrate all these opportunities together to really give the fans, you know, just memories, you know, we're all making these really cool memories. I mean, songs are the soundtracks to those moments. Yeah. Cause a song, when you hear a song, it can take you back to that moment. Yes. And you know, whether, whether it's an upsetting moment, a happy moment, a sad moment, an angry moment, it doesn't matter. But songs, you know, all of a sudden they come on the radio and it just, like, you know, every time the Shania Twain from this moment song comes on, that's oh, all, yeah. that was our oh, and wedding, wedding song. song. Yeah. And we've already decided that we're going to have like a renewal of vows in 2022 yeah. for our 20-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And, we're gonna, and we've decided, you know what, since we started with Shania, we're going to do Shania with uh, You're Still the One. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> an awesome, 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 awesome human. I can't say that enough when it comes to all things Shania. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And speaking of team members, we've got a third team member. We do. And I'm sure you remember, but you'll get to actually see him. This yes, time. you'll get to see him. I'll and, go get him. And she'll have a different question for him. This mm-hmm. time. <laughs> yes. when, when people come back, we have to tell him, okay, ask another question. <laughs> love it. And our 22 month old, I mean, we're like, oh, it won't be much longer. We'll be to plug her in. So precious. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah, we love, you know, again, you know, this. It's like the show is like taking a root of its own and, you know, it was good. It's supposed to be just a country music show at the beginning and then it became a music show and now it's an entertainment show and we're sitting there like we're being pitched by a lot of, you know, we've got a lot of contacts in Nashville and that's why we started there. Right. But now we've got contacts in Nashville, LA and New York and we're sitting here like, okay, now this is crazy. <laughs> just keep doing it. Okay. He's got a couple questions. Hi, Stephanie. Oh, hello, Angel. How are you? You're doing good. Are you What? Your shirt is so awesome. Yes, there's minions on it. Minions. Of course, I love minions. Okay. Yes. 
What's your favorite restaurant? Ooh, my favorite restaurant. So I'm going to start with Nashville, okay? <laughs> my favorite restaurant in Nashville is this restaurant called Moto, M-O-T-O. And it has, I really love pizza. Mm. And it's got really, really like delicious, delicious food in one of my favorite places to eat in Nashville. Do you want my favorite place in uh, North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite restaurant to eat in North Carolina is called 1618. It's really close to our house. Hmm. Like, it is, I mean, well, near, not close, near. But compared to Nashville, it's near. <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant is Little Caesars. Yeah. You like pizza too. Yes. Yep. Can I tell you, know you a true story? So last okay. night I was making a homemade pizza that let's just say looked better than it tasted. But <laughs> I didn't have a rolling pin for the dough. So get what I used to roll out the dough. Any guesses? Uh, uh, you want to guess? That's hard. <laughs> well, I'm going to go grab it. Hold on, okay? Okay. <laughs> right here. I wonder it going to be. Yeah. Okay. An avocado. Oh, wow. <laughs> it actually worked. I was like, <laughs> rolling it out. So there's your, when you don't have a rolling pin, and if you have an avocado, because you can't find a bottle, Boom. You know, speak, speaking of um, food, um, uh, years ago, uh, Sandy knows that I'll eat whatever. Yeah. And she, was it stuffing? Yeah, it was stuffing. Yeah. Uh, and she made some stuffing and it was soggy, wasn't it? Really? Soupy. Yeah. Soupy. Soupy. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. really soupy. And... I don't know what she did to it. She don't know what, really what she I added did. double the oh, water. She added double the water by accident. Yeah. Happened. And I ate it. I mean, it was yeah. like, it was on my tray. And I'm like, oh, my God. It, it looks horrible. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but, you know, again, you know, that's what husbands and wives do. If you really love your spouse, you're like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, what I, I know what I can do and I know what I can't. <laughs> and I will probably go take a look at that recipe for my pizza adventure. <laughs> yeah, it was no Little Caesars. Let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. okay. So, uh, what's your favorite song? Well, I kind of have a favorite right now, and it comes out tomorrow. And I really yeah. hope you're gonna like it. Awesome. It's called by heart. By heart. And we'll let you know. Wow. At the very end of it goes. I want to know you by heart. Oh, sounds great. Right? How do you like? You like it? I like it. You like it? Yes. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you just made my day. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, we, we definitely, again, you know, we're family fair show and yeah you know, i wanted to make yeah. sure because we have a lot of young 
girls come on the show too. We do. And I never Our wanted business. to be the show that, you know, I'm sure you've seen podcasts and shows where these 15, 16, 17 year old girls come on and these guys flirt with them. And make and them uncomfortable. Make, and I'm like, I never want to be that no, show. I want to be the show to where we're we, safe. There are, wait, there's what? Where 15 year old girls are on podcast? Like, like 15, 16, 17 year old girls yeah. come on. And, and and you know how guys can be. Yeah. And it may not even be intentional, yeah. but it, but they it doesn't matter whether it's intentional or not. Yeah, yeah. They make them uncomfortable or even, you know, but young girls, period. And I always wanted to be the show that we're the safe place for people that we're, you know what, it doesn't matter whether we're the family, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's bananas that we're even having to think about that, but yes, you are right. So gentlemen watching that are doing podcasts with young women and not being appropriate. Think about right. your daughters, gentlemen. Think about your daughters. <laughs> That's Absolutely. true. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. You know, I've, I mean, I look, I've, been in this business a long time and I've seen a lot of things. And I think that sometimes people just lose their minds yeah. and mm -hmm. True. To recognize that, uh, you know, they have wives and daughters and sisters and mothers. And mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate you calling out how important it is for you to be a family friendly show and make everyone feel welcome and uh, do so in a, in a, in in um integrity inte integrity driven i don't even know some things so yeah yes and, and you know it frustrates me sometimes because we have um facebook friends that we're with and they'll post pictures up and they're young girls yeah and, and then you watch the, and you watch mm -hmm. the comments and you're like why can't you comment about the artistry yeah, Why is it got to be about the, the looks? I, I, don't, I never, you know, no. and, and you're sitting there like, and then you're like, and then sometimes like with some of the people that we really love them, like you do, and we're, we sit there, you do know her age, right? You know, and, and it's like, yeah. I, I just don't get, again, you know, if you want to think it, that's on you. But when you put it out on social media, I don't know. Yeah, public it, it just makes no sense to me. We all have a great responsibility to uh, take personal responsibility for our actions. Mm -hmm. We do. And, and so you know, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, I could, I could go on and on, but I can't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, when we first started the show, that was actually what we talked about a lot, which I, I learned that it's better not to talk about this as much. We used to talk a lot about, about how tough it is for women to make it in the industry. And I kind of pulled away from that because yeah, I realized absolutely. that, you know what, let's just talk about that. They are making it right. The positive. Well, again, you know, you know, thank you. And yes, you know, I, I think that, you know, focusing on what is happening mm -hmm. and how many more incredible artists of all creeds and color and, uh, you know, across the board. I mean, I mean, look at what Gabby Barrett just did in 2020. Well, look at what Mickey Guyton just did in 2020. You got two, you got two yeah. newcomers out there. That's mm -hmm. just oh. destroying the guys. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's very different lenses. You know, Gabby was yes. on, on TV and right, killer right. song and Mickey's been in our industry for a long time and is having, right. uh, 
finally, people are seeing how tremendous she is as a songwriter, as an artist, as a voice, you know, and, and I think that, again, it goes back to because there is more access and mm -hmm. yeah. lim lim limiting doors, you know, it's mm -hmm. like we're, we're building a lot of our own doors and because we can go direct to the listener, uh, and direct to the listener, it does. You know, there's, there's, um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And I think that when it comes down to it, great is great is great is great. And, mm -hmm. uh, yes, the numbers are not correct and we'll get there. But it's getting there. It's definitely yeah, better there, than there are a lot of And see, I'm Facebook it. friends with um, Gabby's dad and her sister, uh -huh. and um, and we I've actually chatted with her dad a few times um in the past. But he always talks about yeah because before she got on Idol, um, it was over ten years that she was out there like everybody else. A lot of people don't know that they think that she was on Idol, she became a success. It was not that she, you know, he told so, so many stories of where they got cheated out of money. They got so many people took advantage of Gabby. Um, girls didn't like her. I mean, it's just so many things that he said. It's just amazing that she yeah. was able to to battle through all that and then be where she is. Well, it just again goes back to, you know, that perseverance and that resiliency that is within everyone in whatever they want to do you know i mean gabby's a tremendous human being i think that was one of the last shows we did together on the west oh, yeah. before everything and and yeah. i've known i've known mickey as long as i've been in uh wow. uh in nashville oh, wow. and i think the yeah. beauty is is that you know with any kind of uh you know when when there's when there's a you can't do this when people say you can't do this what happens uh -huh. is just do more and uh, <laughs> it keeps getting heard and it keeps growing and we just, you know, keep on keeping on. And I, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it, we'll, we'll get there because mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just time. <laughs> yeah. yes, it it's definitely time. It's been time, but it's definitely, yes. you know, you, you're seeing yeah. all this happen out yeah. there and it's growing and it excites me. Um, yes. And it. speaking of one of the really beginning ones of the new generation of girls, that's February. We, we um, asked Kelsey Ballerini five years ago. Five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, next February would be five, the six year anniversary of this. Yeah. But we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to um, tell this story before I ask the artist that same question, because the answer she gave us almost six years ago is almost at a T of what mm -hmm. she's living now. And, and she knew where she was going and nobody was stopping her. No man was going to stop her, <laughs> so to speak. Well, <laughs> and, just to be clear, it's not even a man issue. Yeah, it is. It is an issue. Right. right. Just, just that's true. No one was going to stop her. Yeah, it's the industry yeah. as a whole. Yeah, yeah. No stop her. That, that's true. That um, is true. So, knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I think we talked about this the last time I was on your show, and I, I, because so much has happened. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could change a little bit. Then. I, I mean, my big goals haven't shifted. I think of anything my mindset has and wow. that 
I want to continue to make timeless music that inspires people to go be better people to then inspire others. And I want to, you know, uh, connect with everyone. And I mean, not to take it back to the, the song and be cheesy, but you know, the more we know each other and understand each other, the more that brings us together. That's why country music is so awesome. Mm -hmm. I, just, I want to be able to, you know, help millions and millions of people through my music and my living example. And, uh, and that's, that's, you know, then everything else is of course, you know, of course stadiums. And if I want to know everyone's names by heart, like Garth Brooks does after seeing one of his fans after a hundred, you know, hundred shows and be able to yeah. look the person in the eye and say, I see you and thank you for being be relevant to where uh, and that my living example and purpose, you know, makes people smile just when they think of my name, like Dolly Parton. You think uh, about uh, smile. Yes. You think about her impact, and it transcends music. You know, mm -hmm. to just be a you know a vessel for good. Yeah. Now let's mm -hmm. look fifteen years down the road, and let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Everything that you ever wanted. Uh -huh. You are there. Uh -huh. If the person you are today mm -hmm. could meet her, what would you remind her? Uh, I remember this question from last time. <laughs> yes. I, I changed uh, it a little bit from last time because now, because some people get confused with the question. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to learn yeah. how to word it so people can understand it. It's yeah. you today yeah. meeting her. <laughs> yeah. But it's me 15 years from now talking to me now, correct? No, you talk, it's you reminding her basically basically you you're meeting your future successful yes. self what am i saying to her yeah yeah exactly because now she's a success yeah. you're right on time <laughs> i love that that's all i would say to her <laughs> yeah. she know exactly what i meant <laughs> Good, yes, I yeah. love, love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, Sandy's got a couple questions that she that now she adds in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Mm -hmm. Anywhere in the world, someplace I've always wanted to go that I've never been is Japan. Ah, yes. Would love. I want to go to the city and just feel the pulse and the music and the lights and everything and soak that up, and then just go out into the quiet country and just really uh, just experience that culture. I've I've wanted to go there since I was a little kid, and oh, even wow. in Montana, there's just been this really beautiful desire like there was with the french language and that's how i ended up in switzerland so uh yeah japan awesome all right and how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before okay uh someone that's never heard my music before i would describe it as uh you're driving down um 89 in montana making your way to the park you've got the windows rolled down You've got mountains all around you. It's wide open. It's just warm enough where you don't have to, you know, you're not cold. It's like the perfect temperature where the windows are down and you just feel that like perfect breeze and you just feel free. 
Oh, love that. Great that's, answer. That's what I want. All right. And last question. What do you want your legacy to be as an artist? What do you want to be known for? Yeah. Mm. Authenticity. Love it. I love that. Because I remember yeah. when um, we started our show that I reached out to a Nashville friend and asked what advice he'd give us for the show. Yeah. And I remember him saying, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He says, you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell yeah. every Ty Bentley mm -hmm. joke. But and you may be good. He said, you may even be good at it and create an audience. He said, but the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And when yeah. that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. Yeah. So if you start from the beginning being yeah. authentic, yeah. you may grow slower, but you will grow with the right audience. So well, and, and, and you'll, you don't have to try because you're being yeah. yourself. You know, it's like, yeah. be yourself. Everyone else is taken, you know, <laughs> so so, when people ask me like who I want to be like, well, I want to be my best self. Yes, Absolutely. of course. I, I love, uh, you know, the people that I look up to Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, yeah. mm -hmm. Lynn, Miranda Lambert, Maren Morris. I mean, the list goes on and on. Mickey Guyton. I also, I want to be the greatest me. Yeah. You no, know? and and that's what I focus on. I love that. Yeah. And you know, because they always say that you can only be a second class someone else and a first class you. Boom. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so as we come down to the last question here, um, as you know, let's say that you had a friend of yours that you heard him or her sing, and they have something special. Simon Cowell would say they've got that it factor. Yeah. And they've played 40, 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've been on stage. They got what every artist says, that stage bug. Yeah. And they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them, mm -hmm. and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them wow. in the next couple of years? Anyone watching this that has had that experience or is feeling that way, shoot me a message and we will have a, a powwow because it's so individualistic, really. I mean, I could give an overarching do this, don't do this, but for anyone watching that really loves this and is experiencing that, then I have some sound advice, but I have to know them first <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think that's how I can be the most helpful. That was something that I set out to do at a very, you know, when I was first coming into the business, making my first little, you know, independent CD baby recording. <laughs> uh, Y'all remember CD baby? And, um, uh, yes. and you know, I, I was early on, you know, meeting young, you know, like seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old, girls specifically because obviously I'm a girl and so there's that immediate camaraderie of like I see someone doing what I want to do right and uh, having some conversations with these young women and I think if I was to give an overarching like snapshot mm. it, I would want everyone to know that they that time is not to be wasted but that they have time and I think that uh, when you make decisions out of desperation, you have to really be thinking about a bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not always the next one year, two years. Mm -hmm. But again, what does five, 15 years look like? Is yeah. how this decision gonna impact Stephanie 15 years from now? 
I love that. Yes. And, you know, great way to end the show. Um, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank we you. look forward to having you back a third time. <laughs> yes. You guys take great care and thank you. I hope you love my song by heart. Comes out tomorrow. Yay. Everybody check it out. out. And if you want real quick to tell everybody how they can reach you on oh, social yes. media and websites. You know, places for sure. So I shared my phone number earlier and I'll uh, get on uh, the uh, media later and, and send that out. But Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you can find anything. I'm in all those places and the song will be available everywhere on every uh, digital streaming platform there is. Come tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. One, I am. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Yes, we Thanks, do. you guys.